You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month. But all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Yo, I'm Superman, but I'm not. Every man thinks they Superman, but they not. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Before I introduce the gentleman here to my left, um, I'm going to tell a story that I know one of the gentlemen can relate to because he's married and he got mad kids just like me. Um, the gentleman in the middle here is not married. He has a son, but I don't know if he can relate to this story, but I'm about to tell a story. My wife is pregnant for the fourth time, right? And during the pregnancy, I've adopted this saying, whatever you want to do, babe, you know, whatever you want to do. So for the last eight months, because she's eight months pregnant, 
I've just been saying, hey, hey, and I've been smiling while I say it. What, what, what you want to do that? Okay, let's, let's go do it. So for eight months, we've been doing that, right? This past weekend, it's going on the ninth month, my best friend wants to come to town. So he's like, yo, D, I'm going to come check you. Kadena and I had an argument on Tuesday when he told me he was coming by. So it was my fault. I neglected to tell her he was coming by because we was already arguing about something. Completely slipped my mind. Wednesday, Thursday goes by. Friday comes up. Get a text message. It's from Reef. Yo, I'm going to be by you at 6.30. I immediately said, ah, because I already knew the shit storm that was going to come down, right? <laughs> I already knew. But I was like, what the fuck that? It's my house. My man, my house. I've been saying, whatever you want, baby, eight months, it's going to be fine. So I said, with a very light voice, I said, hey, hey, babe. Hey, you know, um, you know, Reef, Reef said he's going to come by. And I tried to, like, run out the room. And then she was like, what, what happened? I said, oh, yeah, Reef had mentioned that he was going to come by. And she was like, from Miami, he just mentioned. I said, yeah, he just mentioned he's going to come by and stay a couple days. Then I tried to leave. And she was like, ah! And I was like, what's up? And she was like, stay where? And I was like, oh, he's just going to stay like, here downstairs. And then she didn't even get mad. She just sucked her teeth and said, and it triggered me, right? It triggered me. And I'm going to be honest. I was in my feelings because I spent eight months saying whatever you want to do, babe. So now when I want to do something and I got to get teeth sucking and eye rolling and heavy breathing, it triggered me. So I was like, what's the problem? I can't have a friend over. And then that came into like a whole argument for about two days. And it made me realize I need to talk to some other brothers. Uh, and and this, this doesn't only happen in pregnancy, as you know. This happens all the time in marriage, right? It made me realize, like, I spent all this time trying to be Superman until I implode. And then when I implode, I implode on the smallest thing. And I'm trying to figure out why does that happen? And I need you guys to help me with that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to introduce our guests. And we're going to get into this topic. Being Superman. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, 
it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Karaoke time. I got a special karaoke for you guys today. There's no words to this song, but I'm pretty sure everyone's going to know this song. All right? I was singing it earlier and the gentleman heard it. All right? <clears throat> if you want to jump in, you can feel free to jump in. Pause. Everybody should know. What that song is. What's the next part? I forgot to say, see, I don't be watching white Superman like that. They need to make a black Superman. Maybe if it was a black Superman, I'd know it. But uh, <laughs> but we're going to have a little more rhythm to that. Though. That's what I'm saying. Our Superman song would be better. They'd be like... That's what I think it would be. <laughs> to my left here, I got two gentlemen who I share the TV screen with often. One is my... Arch nemesis <laughs> on sisters. So we're nemesis. I don't know if it's nemesis or nemesis. Nemesai. It's nemesai. It's nemesai. I don't know I what it is either. I like but, nemesai. Uh, to my left here is uh, brother Kevin Walton. Also, Kevin Walters, also known Walton. as. Walton. Walton. I had a way. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Kevin Walton, also known as Aaron. Yeah. That's the anti Zach. <laughs> to his left, my man Trinity. Boy, Trinity Whiteside, also known as Rodeo. I gave him that name. The Cowboys, yeah, my two brothers, yeah. sisters, can we give yourselves a round of applause? Yeah. Yeah. Bow, 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 clap yourselves up. So uh, real real quick, before we get into the, the meat of the show, pause. Um, I'm gonna probably going to pause a lot because I'm on the show with two men and the same stuff like that. Just, you know, I got to come let y'all know what it is. But I want y'all to introduce yourself. Uh, Kevin has been running a 
I don't know it's a men's group, but you are really big for the past 10 years, over 10 years, helping men heal because you had some things happen in your life mm-hmm. that pretty much changed you and changed the trajectory of your life. So can you talk a little bit about what you do and, and how that's going to help us today? Uh, yeah, for sure. So I, I do transformation work, spiritual guidance, um, mm-hmm. activational speaking, and I have a practice I developed called creatorhood that I've been teaching over 10 years. And it's okay. creator itself, the practice is for everyone, men, women, children, families. And mm-hmm. then over the past, like, um, say three, four, five years, we've, I've started to also specialize in focusing on, on men right. and, and connected with the brothers that, um, that started the sacred sons organization that I'm a leader in. Okay. And so it, it became a, a container for men to be able to uh, really meet themselves fully in spaces of receiving support where that isn't very offered to men and, and in a way that's far more comprehensive, ah. you know? So the- It's important work. Um, it is, it is. Cause like being able to process emotions, being able to know you have a safe space to really work through the things mm. that, especially for men, we don't always have a, a avenue for. Right. Or don't feel like we do, right? Not in not in the home or in friendships if there's that old mentality of how a man's supposed to be. And so right. we created a container for men to really step in and understand what it means to really be vulnerable and why that's the source of our greatest strength and why it's so important ah. to shift the old paradigms of how we've you know, how we thought men to be and, and what that means to rewrite that. So I'm glad you talked about paradigms and what we think men to be and how that's gonna change. There's a mm-hmm. there's a reason why I have both of you guys here. To your left, Trinity, right? Yeah. I call Trinity the OG. He's been married. I'm considered the OG typically everywhere I go because I've been married for 11 years. But Trinity's been married longer than me. He has grown children. And there's a lot of times when I talk about things that I'm going through, Trinity will hit me with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I done been there before. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's kind of been like a mentor in a lot of ways yeah. as far as what I can look forward to when my kids grow up. Trinity, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Tell them I'm about Trinity. Yourself. Like my man said, I play Preston, a.k.a. Rodeo on the show. Um, my husband father like Deval said of three children my daughter's 22 um my oldest son is a freshman in college he's 18 and my youngest is 13 he's in the eighth grade um a lot of the things that Deval has been through they're going through I've been through um they're just growing pains you know mm-hmm. and, and and as time passes you'll wish for those times again um but as far as you know being married um it's it's a lifetime commitment of trying, you know. And you got and, married young, right? Yeah, yeah. I got married at the age of twenty. Uh, I just celebrated my nineteenth anniversary. Congrats. Hey. Congrats! Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's it's, and when I say trying, it's not like a New Year's resolution where it's you know I'm gonna try to lose weight, I'm gonna try to eat better, I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to achieve this or that. It's it's a lifetime commitment of trying because if you ever quit trying then you're headed for major problems. So let me ask you a question. You heard the story I told, right? And I, I, I told that story. This whole season has been dedicated to pregnancy. But people think that that story is a pregnancy story where your wife may just be emotional or maybe the hormones. But no, things like this happen all the time. So do you have any sto- stories that you can relate to as far as you trying to be everything for your wife and you feel like the minute you ask for something, it's a problem? Do you have any stories like that? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, look. I could take up the whole show with stories <laughs> like that, you know, at being married 19 years, those things, they occur on the regular. It's not like you said, a pregnancy story. It could be a Tuesday morning story, right, you, right, you know? Right, right. And so we, we could be out to eat, you know, have a good time, wine and dine, us spending quality time together or something like that. I might have something I need to take care of. Like you said, it's kind of similar to what you said with your mm. friend coming by, you know, 
my wife really doesn't like unannounced company. Mm-hmm. And so my dad could be coming by to see the kids. He could have told me at like mm-hmm. noon, mm-hmm. I'm at the gym or something like that. Okay, yeah, sure. Come on by. Completely slips my mind. Of I'm course. off at the mall or getting a haircut or taking the kids somewhere like that. And I talked to my wife about 6 p.m. She's like, your dad's at the door. I'm like, I seen the face oh, just now. My God. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he uh he told me earlier. I had meant to tell you I was um you know, I start to like <laughs> so, like yeah. like when you your trying kids are in out. trouble. Yeah, you feel like and they're kid, trying yeah. to explain, you know, why they didn't turn their homework in. I'm like, yeah, so um <laughs> I couldn't find my phone and you, you was I think you was washing your hair. I didn't want to bother you. <laughs> and so was, that was me with you. I was trying to tell you, but yeah, he was coming by. He's just not he's not gonna stay long. He'll be in and out to see the kids. And I'm sitting there, I'm waiting on a response, and then the worst response I can get is dead silence. And so <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, just uh I'll be I'm on my way home. Do you need anything? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Get, get them something. Get them something. You need a ring? A car, anything on my way home that I can get you to help ease this pain. But let me ask you a question though, because this is how I feel sometimes. This is going—I'm gonna be the most honest I've, I've ever been, right? As a guy and a husband who is dedicated to serving and being a servant leader, servant leader, because I see myself as a leader in my house. Mm-hmm. I watched my grandfather on my father's side be a leader. I watched my father be a leader of the home. I've—it's honorable for me to do anything in my power to make my wife happy, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what she asks for. Doesn't matter when she asks for it. It's it's honorable for me as the husband to say, I'm gonna make that happen for her. Right. So for me, sometimes I feel like it's I feel taken for granted when I just ask for something and it's a problem. Because I don't understand why it has to be a problem. Like why do all the things I ask for have to be done on your terms in order for it to be done right? But when it comes to you as my wife, you can just ask me off a whim and I gotta make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I watched my grandfather go through that with my grandmother. I watched my father go through that with my mom. And it made me start to wonder, like, how, how do we get here? And you talked about paradigms. Remember, you just talked yeah. about paradigms. 100%. Is it us as men? Is it our fault that once you get married, you just look to please your wife? And then when you don't get it reciprocated the same way, you, like, you explode or implode? You know what I'm saying? Like, is, mm-hmm. it, is it us? It's both. Like, the... the thing about life is understanding ownership of self first right mm-hmm. in every respect so even with what you just expressed the the paradigm of thought of thinking you can make anyone feel anything is also a misconception okay right? like, i get that it makes sense yeah when it comes to emotional health and and feeling state it's not so much that your you want to make your partner feel a certain way it's your ability to support magnify or encouraging like them leave that so like as you know you wouldn't be able to force right your wife to be happy she, if she's happy and on right, then your job as a partner is mm. to support that, encourage right, that. Right, absolutely right. The same way it would be if if they're feeling any other emotional state, it's the ability to know that it's okay to feel that. I'm here with you, right? That kind of space where there's a supportive feeling state. But the notion of um of a concept for, for men specifically as being like, you have to do everything and just shut up, right? Or mm-hmm. the concept of- Happy wife, happy, happy life. life. Right, even that- yeah. and that, that to me is something I constantly end up dispelling when I do a lot of work with individuals or couples. Mm-hmm. It's getting that concept to shift, but there's a re- also a reason why there's an essence of it that works. So for instance, in, in a household, 
when you think of masculine and feminine right, mm -hmm. principles of energy and the way that, that they operate, there's very specific qualities to masculine, very specific qualities to feminine, and we all have both inside of us. Mm -hmm. And there's the way that dynamic plays out in relationships outside of us. Okay. And so when it comes to um, the qualities themselves, the masculine, I'm gonna talk about the quality first, then what it means to be embodied as a man. In masculine, okay. Right. So the masculine is the structural container and the sense of direction and movement. Right, the feminine. So, is, so question yeah. before you finish. Okay. is this like a, a fact or is this opinion? Because no, this is, you this know is people will listen and be like, "Well, all women ain't this way, all men ain't that exactly. way." But masculine energy is described as that, and I want to be clear about. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, and this is, and, and even when I teach my classes on this, the first thing I speak on is that when I when I talk to you about this, I'm talking about the energy first before we even get to men and women, so that okay. people understand what's happening. Because so for that reason, okay. So okay. what I'm talking about is factual information on how how the principles of energy work, how, um, like how the laws and structure of existence works with this. Mm -hmm. So there's very specific qualities that represent masculine principles of energy. So okay. how energy works, if we had to go the science of it, I'd break that down. Right. We can okay. that yeah, we can save that time. We so, only got an hour. Right, <laughs> right. so in, in the qualities of masculine, all the aspects of being assertive, aggressive, uh, commanding, uh, living for purpose and freedom and structure and all of that, Steadiness, consistency, responsibility, all of that has to do with the qualities of masculine energy. Okay. Okay. The masculine principle of energy. Feminine energy is the playful, the creative cultivation, nurturing, um, the suggestive, the gentle, the, um, the devotion, the fullness, like sensuality, in, mm -hmm. intuitive, all that. And, and we feel emotions through our feminine. So the whole premise of life is they're designed to work together, right? Okay. So when you think of that house, a household space, and you think of if masculine is creative expression of energy and feminine is creative cultivation, in a home, there's the masculine that sets the tone for the container. Mm -hmm. So the structure, the foundation, the mm -hmm. steadiness, the, the safety of a container, right? The feminine is the, the nurturing quality of the atmosphere, the, uh, the emotional tone, the, all of that is what the feminine energy holds. Now, real quick, is there any place we can, you can quote to say, this is where I get this information from. Because I know the first thing people are going to ask is, well, who created this? If a man created this, why should we believe what a man says? You know, there's a lot of arguments. Yeah, about and I appreciate that. You know so, what I'm saying? Or they're going to say, a woman created this. It's like, why should I believe a woman? I'm a man. Right. I, I just want to know if there's any text in particular or we can put that on our website or on our Instagram page so people can know where to get this information. Yeah, well, actually, I love that you said that. I can I could even offer you some of the things. Because I've been teaching this for a very long time. Mm -hmm. and it's And the practice that I teach has been organic development. Because even aside from a couple of the people I know in my life, very few people go to this depth of masculine and feminine understanding it. Mm -hmm. Most people approach masculine and feminine from just the man-woman space. And there's um, awesome people that drop a lot of insight around it. Like um, mm -hmm. David Dieta as an author, he's, he's great at understanding certain relationship dynamics of masculine and feminine. But there's a, the foundational pieces. For me, it's, it's what I teach and it's proven over and over again. And I've been in the process of developing the certification for my practice and all of that. But it so doesn't define that. gender roles. Correct. Right. Because so yeah, gen gender, gender, right, roles. gender okay. and sex are two different things, right? Like right. male or female is also different than gender. Okay. And so when I speak on this, when I speak on it first, the reason why it's important to understand the principles of energy is then we can understand that dynamic inside of us as individuals and then how it plays out. So for instance, your ability, all of our abilities, and this is the new stage of evolution for us as a species, is that men understanding the importance of our feminine aspect, meaning our ability to feel our emotions. Mm -hmm. the, the time that we actually, it is for us to be gentle and considerate. And then there's times for us to be aggressive and assertive and knowing mm -hmm. both. 
And everyone ends up being led with one more than the other. So in any relationship dynamic, you'll see someone's going to be more feminine-led, someone's going to be more masculine-led. Masculine right. But if you both don't have judgments about your masculine and feminine sides, there's times to adjust to, to each other. So like if, if you guys, and because you and Kandina are, are very much in the public eye, working together in a lot of different yes. dynamics, there are spaces where she'll take the lead on something, right? And you'll support her. And Absolutely. Then, and like, and that's, Absolutely. that's the relationship of how masculine and feminine is designed to work. It's like this, always moving, and it's never separate. It's always working together. So, so let me ask a question, right? Yeah. Based on even our wives don't talk. So the stories you hear sound so similar, but it's not like there's a women's tribune and they say, we're going to fuck with our husbands today. Right. We, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But even the way he even chose to deal with, you know, trying to lower right. his tone, lower the way he speaks, trying to, you know, there's times in, in my life yeah. where I feel like I'm trying to be Superman. Mm -hmm. The same way. Trinity said he was probably with the kids doing this, doing that. He's right. he's has his mind set on so many other things, trying to help. Right. And then in doing all of that, he may just be looking for a little reprieve somewhere. 100%. And then when it doesn't come, that's when the trouble hits. You do you do you feel like that sometimes? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's like I said, the the rules to me are, are different, and we mm. had this conversation. Mm. Um, you can do wrong. Like I've been in a situation where I've done something wrong or I've upset my wife or made her mad or I didn't do something she wanted me to do or something of that nature. I apologize immediately. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I apologize immediately. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I, I like to resolve things. I don't yeah. like to I don't like to take time right. to myself. Mm -hmm. I don't like to let things linger right. or let them stew right. and that gives you more time to cultivate more emotion and think, right. oh well, I'm mad about this on top of him doing this. Right. On top of her doing that. And so I, I like to resolve the issue and get back to the way things are normally. So I can ap I apologize for whatever wrongdoing it was and still get the silent treatment. <laughs> like, like, like it's, it's not enough. Like that apology, yeah, you apologized, but I need more from you mm -hmm. because that apology isn't enough. Whereas she could do something that upsets me or makes me mad. And you still she, get this time yeah, treatment. Yeah, yeah. And she and 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 and, yeah. and she's mad because I'm mad because of something she did. Oh yeah. And gives me the silent treatment <laughs> all day long. Oh and yeah. And then comes to me at bedtime and is like, you know, I thought about it over the last ninety six hours, and um, <laughs> that's my life. That's my life. And you were right. I was wrong. That's my life. I was wrong, and so forget about these last three days of silence. <laughs> If we, could just <laughs> we should go back to how we were now because I've apologized. Immediately. And right. me being me, I'd be like, all right, cool, we're fine. But I'm just like, why is that not the case when I apologize yes. to you? Why is it not, yes. okay, let's get back to how it was. It's like the apology isn't enough. I need more. What is that? Can yeah, you please perfect. explain to us? So, we both going crazy? Legit. So <laughs> what's actually being asked for is the feeling state. This is, and this is something that's been overlooked for millennia. When the, the, the role in, so now we'll go to male and female, right? The role is, is female is asking feeling states to be met. Mm. Masculine is asking for like logic, structure. What do we That's do all from I want. here? I fix, want right? logic. That's what I want. So what, what in the make evolution, right? So in the evolution for us as men, if you can move past the content of what, if, if, if what anything she says that she's upset about, right? It's less about the content and more about the feeling state. So when you apologize, you're apologizing for the action, but that's 
the logical masculine mind going, look, I did this, I'll own it. That's the end of the story, right? Bro, can I be honest? Can I just be honest yeah. before you finish? Yeah. It seemed like all this evolution is happening for us. <laughs> no, it's why, both. Why are we? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it is not, bro. I've been married for 11 years. Yeah. And for 11 years, I've been in a constant state of compromise. And yes. understanding, right? Right. A that, constant state of compromise and understanding, bro. Yes, but that, but that, that's, on, that's on you. But not just on you where it's like a fault. This is the biggest misconception about relationship dynamics is that people think compromise or sacrifice is actually an act of love and it's not. Okay, explain that because I, okay. think it, I think so it is. So love, love doesn't sacrifice, it dedicates. And I'll talk about what that means. And you don't want compromise in a relationship to thrive. You want synergy. Synergy is far different than compromise. Compromise over time will always end up leading to bitterness and resentment, no matter what. what before you go on, are you married? No. That's why you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so now, now I get it. Right. Wait, for why aren't you married, brother? <laughs> Can we talk about that? We could. We see, could. You see, he's smiling, right? There's a whole bunch of smiling so, going on here. <laughs> ah, life. Yeah, well, yeah you, why, why haven't you gotten married? Um, for me... Like I've, I, the idea of relationships and there was a time in my life where I was like, I don't know if, you know, marriage or relationships is, is in the cars for me like that. Mm -hmm. And now, and I've evolved past that space and I do realize how beautiful relationship dynamics are and what they Absolutely. offer and I have a ton more insight around it now. So, Absolutely. Because so you've been doing this work. Yeah. Right. So for me personally, where I dedicate my heart and my life to that, that means the most to me is where I'm focused now. And that's been um, making sure that I have an awesome co-parent relationship with my son's mother, which I do, mm -hmm. and, that, and that family dynamic, taking care of my son and where my time goes in dedication. What I've now, and the understanding too, is also being very clear about why I would get into a relationship again, why or why not, and making sure that for me, understanding the, the caliber of relationship dynamic that, that I'm open to and knowing how important it is to ensure that I'm continually owning my sense of self and presence uh, is is like the ultimate, and so where that makes sense. Some yeah, and so some con in some concepts of life, some people have like you know marriage and all that is one of their top priorities. Yes, for me, it would be something to to include in what my greater purpose is. But then that also means that relationship dynamic would have to match that caliber of purpose. No, that's that's fair because yeah. Kay and I talk about this all the time. Like marriage yeah. is not for everybody, and not getting married is not a failure in life. One hundred percent. It's also understanding what you want and what you need in life. Exactly. Before you decide that you want to involve be involved with someone, but I'm just I ask that question because there's a certain understanding when you've been married with someone for sure. Or over a decade, and you notice when you feel like you're in a constant state of compromise and that person is just in a constant state of getting what they want. Right. And for, for me, for the most part, and I can't generalize, right. but I know when I get around all my married friends, all the husbands have the same story. All the wives have the same story. The right. wives are all saying, my husband don't understand me. He's insensitive. All the husbands are saying, I just want things to make sense and I want things to be fair, mm -hmm. but things don't seem to be fair. Meanwhile, and I'm, I'm not talking about Every husband, because every husband is not created equal. All husbands are not good husbands. The husbands I'm talking about are, are dudes that I know, like Trinity, genuinely like committed, myself, committed to, yeah. committed, uh, dedicated, but not only to just their wife, but their kids, yeah. and also building for their family and their legacy. So I'm talking about the type of man who is wakes up in the morning thinking, how can I make my family's life better? How can yeah. I make my wife's day better? How can I make my kids' day better? I'm talking about those type of men, and I have to say that because. The first thing people will say is, well, my husband don't do shit. Well, we ain't talking about that nigga. So, yeah. we, you know what I'm saying? So, you, you can- right. That's a whole other thing to work a, through. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. other thing you got you to gotta work on. I'm talking yeah. about the type of men that are trying right. to be Superman, but feeling like 
no matter how hard they go to create this sense of peace in their home, right. it's just never a sense of peace. And right. how we implode, because I've had, I have, I've had breakdowns. One hundred percent. And I've, I've read uh, listener letters. We're gonna read a couple listener letters later. I get emails, I get DMs from dudes who just be like, "Bro, I need to be talked off the edge because I'm either yeah. gonna fight this bitch or I'm leaving." Right. And I try to tell them like, the way you're feeling is not abnormal. Like. You're not exactly an anomaly not. in marriage. Like we're all in this together. And that mm -hmm. feeling of uncertainty and, and being off balance right. is kind of normal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like having this conversation because people do watch us on social media and they listen to podcasts. I feel like, oh, the Val and Kadeen got everything figured out. Little right. do they know we argue just as much as everybody. 100%. We have our moments where we just don't like each other and we get over it and mm -hmm. we work right. through it. But that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that there are times, even when I can't speak to my wife about it. And I'll be honest here, this is probably going to be the first time she's probably heard some of this, but I go through states of depression mm -hmm. where you feel like you're giving and giving and giving to everyone and it's not being met. So you just, you, you kind of like give up. Like, mm -hmm. you're just like, I'm tired, of, I'm tired of just giving to everybody. So then what you try to do is you try to pull back from giving to everybody because you feel like that's going to make things even. Right. But then in trying to pull back from everybody, that gets you depressed because that's not what you naturally want to do. 100%. I'm a servant leader. I want to be able to serve. So- when my wife says she wants to do something, the pettiness in me wants to be like, I'm not doing that shit because she didn't do this when I asked. And I try to stick, put my foot down, but then I'm like, oh, she really needs my help. And then, then I go do it and I help her and then she takes my help and she goes off and does whatever she want to do. I ask her for something, she roll her eyes and then I'm like, now we're back to square one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like I've, I've put all my shit aside to help you do something, but then when I need something, I don't get the same. And how, how can we, what are the tools that right. we can utilize to get through those those moments because I can't drink alcohol every day. Yeah, I can't smoke weed every day. You know 100%. what I'm saying? And, that, and, and that's, that's it. Like being able to not be dependent on things to feel a sense of peace, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to shift that. Because the thing that's really asked in, in, in us as men, especially now, and the realization of to, be, to really embody that essence of masculinity, it's no longer about, say, just the idea of being a provider. It's about being full presence. Mm. Full presence is far different. It's a different game because now you're you're living from the inside out, which is the proper orientation. But full presence mean like like performatively, what does that look like? So full like presence. being fully so full presence is being engaged with your life fully. So what I mean by that is like you're aware, consciously aware of your emotional state, and you don't override it, you don't pass, bypass it, you don't suppress it. You genuinely take a moment to acknowledge uh, your own emotions. Suppressing it is part of the problem. One hundred percent. Because I mean, because that's, what, depress that's yeah. what depression is. And depression is actually whenever there's some form of sadness. It doesn't mean it has to be like full fledged bawling, but some right. form of sadness that right. you don't know how to process. There's going to be a judgment about feeling sad, and that and that judgment is going to bring anger, and anger is going to suppress the sadness, and that's where depression comes from. It's actually anger turned inward. So can I ask you a question? Well, yeah. I, I want to ask you a question because I know I do this, mm -hmm. and I know that you you probably have to do this sometimes. Mm -hmm. There's times where I feel like a moment of sadness or like anger, mm -hmm. but in order to keep my household running at the way it needs to be, I can't express it to my wife or my kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When, when you're married to someone, I know if I express the way I feel about something to her, it automatically brings her down. You know, she, she, she tends to take everything I say personally. Right. So if I say something to her, then she takes it as, oh, something's wrong with me. I'm not doing something right. right. And then it brings the whole aura of the house down, which then goes to the kids. So a lot of times I find myself, when I do have an issue with something, just suppressing it for the sake of the mood of the whole house. And then that day turns into three days, turns into a week. Do, right. you, do you experience the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm glad you touched on that because like, when, when you're married and you have kids, you, your own self-preservation is no longer your top priority. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. your wife, your kids, mm-hmm. above all else, you want to make sure they're they're happy, mm-hmm. they're good, they're, they they have no worries. And um, so let's rewind back to when the pandemic first hit. Mm-hmm. You're you're worried about your wife and kids. You want to make Absolutely. sure they're safe. You know, everybody's COVID this, COVID that. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm worried about them. Okay, and at the same time, our our work is shut down. Oh yeah, we're that's not right. Filming. That's right. We didn't know if so we were go back to film. We don't know when the money's coming in. I'm the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. I work. My wife, thank God, now is a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do that for her. But this is at a time when. I wasn't even a series regular yet. It had been right. announced, but I hadn't been paid like you one. So now I'm like, either. so when is the money coming? So then I know that all oh, the I know the, that. the gyms are closed. For me, the gym is more than just working out. It's stress relief. I yes, go there sir. and I leave it all in there. When I come out, I feel great. I've been going there for like the last twenty years, six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Can't do that anymore. You go out in the public, you got to worry about getting sick, your kids, your wife getting sick. Then you got to throw on masks. I'm a people person. I mm-hmm. love people. Me my, too. My dad always says, anytime my son is talking to somebody, he's always smiling. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't get that no more because mm-hmm. you can't see their smiles mm-hmm. because they're, they're masked now. Yeah. And yeah. so then the stress starts to set in. And it's kind of like a domino effect. For me, it was the stress set in. Is everybody going to be safe? My kids are going to catch COVID, my wife. Okay. Where's we the got money bills. Where's the money coming? Yeah. I don't have an outlet like the gym anymore to relieve the stress. And but you got to smile. Got to. Because got, yeah. I don't want the kids worrying because they see me worrying or the wife worrying because they see me worrying because I never worry. Right. I'm always the right. one. My wife is, whoa, this is coming. That's coming. I'm like, don't worry about Chill. it. It always works itself out. Chill, yeah. But now I found myself in a place where... She's like, this, that, and I'm still like, don't worry, it's going to work itself out. But on the inside, I'm like, how is this going to work itself out? Mm-hmm. See, so, that's, bro, you just explained how I be feeling every single day. And I try to explain this to my wife. Mm-hmm. On days where I even, because women say they want communication. When mm-hmm. I tell her I need something and I don't get it, and then I try to express how that makes me feel, then she'll be like, well, you just complaining. I'm like, am I complaining or am I telling you how I feel? Right. So it's like, if I don't say shit, then I'm not being communicative and that's toxic. But then if I'm saying shit, then I'm bitching and I'm complaining. What the fuck right. do you want me to do? And then on top of that, I still got to deal with these emotions. Regardless of 100%. what I say, I got to deal with it. And I feel a lot of times we don't get no off switch. And yeah. men don't talk about this a lot because we're even programmed not to talk. You know what I'm saying? My we grandfather, yeah. my condition. You be quiet, you be steadfast, you be strong, and you be still. That's how my, my grandfather was. He taught my father the same thing. My father never talked about financial problems to us. Mm-hmm. He lost his job, got laid off a couple of times, and he never let me know that there were issues, but he always figured it out. Mm-hmm. So I always walked in the house thinking we were always fine. Come 100%. to find out, there were times we were not fine. 100%. But that feeling of not having to worry as a child is what I want for my kids. So we have to harbor all of this. There's no off days. The thing that bothers me, I'm going to let you interject. My wife said something to me when I talked to her about being consistent. And she said, well, sometimes I just want to take a break and I should be entitled to take a break. And I say, fine, you get to take breaks. Name a time in our marriage where I got to take a break. Mm -hmm. I've been the breadwinner since we've been married 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. There's no days where I get to say, you know what, Kay? Here are the bills for three months. I need to take a break. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For, for men, sometimes I feel like, and it's not complaints. Right. It's just the fact when you're trying to be a servant leader that when you don't have no time to take breaks and you always worried about everyone's mental health, yours is not a priority. Mm-hmm. What tools can we find to say, I need to get out of this before I do something? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a couple things in that because it's also, and this is why I mean like both men and women and everyone in general evolving because it's it's going to be a comprehensive thing. Like when, when we talk when we talk about living from synergy and not compromise, right? Compromise is a denial of self. Synergy is is a consideration of the whole. So synergy recognizes everyone's individual sovereignty and recognizes you're a part of something greater, which means that when things come, if disagreements arise or things come come about, instead of the idea of being like, yeah, whatever you say, or shutting down, it becomes an exploration that both feeling states get honored and you're guiding it in a direction where you can meet. And, and it's always there. Not some of the times, the possibility that is always there. But that's not what we've it been taught. Work. That's not exactly. It takes more patience and more dedication to do that because it's a it's an easy out to be like, yeah, fine. But that's also a form of escape, which is a misalignment of the masculine. So when we talk about purpose, escape and freedom, is a misalignment of the masculine. Yeah. So rather than dealing with problems when you drink or you smoke or you go out, that's a misalignment yeah. of the masculine. But you know what we've been taught growing up? Sometimes you just need to find an escape on your own. That's the only way exactly. to do it. So we're actually doing the there's opposite. There's so many, exactly. Like there, there's, so many, there's so many things we've been taught that are literally in direct contradiction with nature and our health and optimal and, and well-being. One, one of the other ones being, there are spaces to work through things as men that your partner's not designed to support you with. That is what's Give also been the struggle. Give so like, example. So you, your ability to, to express how you feel to your partner is important. Yes. For both for both. Yes. And and everyone being able to receive their yes. partner in that is important. Yes. Right. And establishing that container. Then there's depths of that to work through that they're not meant to. That's not that's not their role. The reason why we created Sacred Sons as a as a and having this this support system for men is that there is a place that men have to go to to go to the depths of their pain, the depths of their emotion, the depths of their mental capacity that is that must be designed to hold it. Your so, partner's not designed to hold that so ever. What you're saying is, for me yeah. expecting to be able to resolve all of my issues with my wife 100%. is part of the problem. And that's part of the reason why I always feel like she's not being rational. Mm-hmm. Because she's not even designed to understand what I'm Certain saying. things. Yeah, so you, pretty much what you're saying is you need a guy group. You need, yeah, you need there's got to be a space of support space, for you. Okay. Yeah, every, every man. And, and that's been, because you think about what we've been doing for so long, right? Like, we feel like we have to be strong and don't let um, anyone see anything, which eats us up. And then we get around our boys, and it's the idea of, well, nah, I ain't gonna be weak around here. Nah, it's cool, you know, it's cool. And we don't ever go further in. You know what's but funny? We, talk, though, we, what's we don't do that. No, when we yeah. get together, like when we when Correct. we get together, when me, Reef, my boys, we get together, I'm probably the most vulnerable because I know I'm not gonna be judged, mm-hmm. and I know I'm dealing with dudes who are on the same level mindset that I'm on. Right. There's no there's no dick measuring contest. I don't got to right. be the toughest guy in the room exactly. all the time. You know what I'm saying? But that's a sign of both of your maturities because what you guys represent is is a recognition of a more aligned and healthier form of masculine. And there's still there's still another capacity to go. But the fact that you already do that because I was I was the same way. Even when I didn't wasn't this clear mm-hmm. and centered, when it came to me and my friends, we would have all kinds of in depth conversations around this stuff because I and, and I would be vulnerable with them and like if I if if and I see them, I'll tell them I love them. You know what I mean? Like it right. was that real. So. Right. The what you guys represent, and also the reason why your family dynamics are are doing so well, what they're doing is a part of that. The the but there's still always a, another capacity to go because for me it's not just like say if you go to the gym, 
The gym is a great way to let off steam and energy, but it doesn't address why that was even there in the first place. So it's place. an escape. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah, escape, eventually right. it won't be enough. And so what we're looking to do as we evolve, because this is the things we have to start knowing how to actually guide our children on and evolve relationship dynamics Facts. to meet. Got three boys. Because the space of, right? So to me, it's, and I, I do this when I teach my, my parenting workshop, number one rule for a parent, be vulnerable with your children. Yeah, I mean, show, yeah, like show them that you're. You told a, me the same thing. You told me the right, same it's thing. It's so yeah. important, dude, because 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 yeah. they'll also learn through your own process how to process emotions. That vulnerability is is an actual source of our greatest strength, not a weakness. Right? Mm-hmm. We were taught the opposite for so long, and that's why it's. There's no mistake why the dropout rate is highest for men, the suicide rate is highest for men, why all <laughs> mostly mass shootings, all this stuff are. Uh, mostly men. There's no reason why. There's there's a very specific reason why that's the case. I'm going to read these off to you. Just I'm going to read a couple of statistics off. Right? Okay. Forty-seven thousand five hundred eleven Americans died by suicide, making it the tenth leading cause of death. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Men died by suicide three point six times more often than females. Yep. And I I'm not a scientist, but I attributed that to the fact that women have been conditioned to express their feelings, so they don't go through and they that have anywhere. To, yeah. See, they have expressions to do that. Yep. Men don't. 12 million Americans have serious thoughts of suicide. 1.379 million Americans attempted suicide. 50% of Americans have been affected by suicide in some way. Now, here's a very important thing. Personal relationships and marriage in particular bear substantial, substantially on self-inflicted mortality risk, including suicide. As University of Maryland sociologist Philip N. Cohen noted in a working paper last year, the increase in overall mortality rates among white Americans, so-called deaths of despair, attributed to self-inflicted causes like drug overdose, suicide, and alcohol abuse, uh, which is limited uh, almost exclusively to those who are not married for men and women, which means marriage in a way kind of helps people with those things, I guess because we have people to purpose. bounce. Yes, exactly. Yes. We have a purpose, Absolutely. like you said, purpose-driven. Yep. It says here, um, research from the uh, National Longitudinal Mortality Study finds that divorced people in particular are twice as likely to commit suicide compared to married people. So mm-hmm. with all of that being said, I have a question to ask. We have a lot of female listeners. Yep. And my wife is also listening. She's over there. Shout out to you, baby. Um, <laughs> yes, you know I got to shout out the wife, her pregnant self. I support that. Um, <laughs> what are some tips, pause, that you can, I, I, I got to say that. It's too, I can't talk don't, about tips with the two. To. I got to say you that. Can. It's divine masculine. <laughs> Motherfucker. I <laughs> know. Um, what are, are some tips that you can tell wives or women who are in relationships how to deal? Because like you yeah. said, Kay is not designed to deal with some of the issues I have. 100%. But for years, I've been trying to help her help me help us. Right. <laughs> and it has not been working. And for the right. longest time, we've adopted this saying, we just different. So we don't mm-hmm. we don't argue and fight no more. But when we get to that point where it's like it's just it don't matter how many times we have this discussion, it's like putting a round peg in a square hole. It's like you know what? we just different. Let's just figure it out. Um, but I, I don't want to leave it as I got to figure it out on my own. Correct. Because this is what tends to happen. And I have boys who who hit me and be like, "Yo, my wife think I'm cheating because I be out." Mm-hmm. And I say, "Why? Why are you out?" Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, "Bro, sometimes I need a break." You know, I go to the gym and I'd rather not just go to the gym and go back home. I just be out for a couple hours. She want to know where I'm going. It's like, this is my time for space. Why do I have to give you all of this information? But then when I try to sit down to talk to you about what's the problem is now I'm annoying. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be out and clear my mind. And her first thing is, oh, you must be out with someone else. A lot of women don't realize 
men, especially men who want to be married, like I chose to be married. Trinity chose to be married. We don't want to just go out and just cheat. Right. Like sometimes we just want to be by ourselves. Right. Same thing with my wife. If my wife says she wants to go on a girls' retreat with her girls and they go be gone for two, three days. My first thought process is, oh, is she out here fucking somebody? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But if I say, yo, me and Trinity, the guys going out, the first thing women typically think is, oh, they going to Brazil to go fuck bitches. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of women need to realize that that's not always the case. Right. But that's also conditioned. Like, so, so we, first of all, no one conditions or programs us. We condition and program ourselves, right? And we do okay. that for ways of wanting to be accepted, validated, all those things. Mm-hmm. Right? So the way that we've conditioned ourselves is we actually think a lot of what is actually misalignments mm-hmm. are the way that masculine and, and, and feminine energy operate and how men and women are. And it's actually not, not true. Not true. It's right. been perpetual misalignments played out over and over again. So like, because when I, with all the work that I've done, in all honesty, men and women want the exact same thing. Absolutely. Right? I, like I find the same but thing. there's different thought processes, different mechanics, and different things. And what's interesting is, remember how I mentioned like the qualities are designed to work together? So is the frame of mind. So the, the minds are meant to explore. If you think like this, with these details in this process, and I think like this, you explore how it works together. It's not, why don't you think the way I think, or why don't you, you know, like, or why don't you just change? We've been trying to get there. We've been trying to get there, right. Kev. It's been, <laughs> right. it's been, it's been right. like a Legit. struggle, bro. Like, I'll sit here and think I'm being the most logical I can, and then I'll be like, hey, do you understand what I'm saying? And she'd be like, no, Deval. Right, but that's because- but that's because, like, What you mean, no? Right, exactly that. But that's because you're approaching it from logic when the first thing that's got to be met is the feeling state. Now, this is, this is not, this hasn't been as common, right, for everyone. So even if with the nature of, like, say, an apology, right, it's, it's look, I can imagine you're feeling- like this, right? And I gotta own I didn't quite communicate it. And I just want you to know that I'm I'm here with you and I'll and you know I'll make note of this, right? That there's a different capacity of presence when sharing. It is not, and this this is absolutely on 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 men, but it's a lack of awareness. Whenever if if your wife is upset that you shrink, retreat, or walk on eggshells or get quiet, that conditions that process too. So then then there's less consideration of you in a lot of other spaces. The, yeah, the, I, the I see that. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, I know the invitation that. is actually to open up further with more of your presence to be there. That goes, okay. What are you feeling right now? Right, like I'm gonna cut you off though, because okay. you're not married. Uh-huh. <laughs> but when you do try that, then you get hit with them shrinking and then being like you're being too aggressive or you're being insensitive. Well, that's and the, I'm just giving you right. a, a devil's advocate because I've For tried sure. both. I've well, tried. Right, I've but, tried well, you you can say you tried, but I have no idea what you've done in that. That's like, very like, true. You know what I'm That's saying, true, but yeah. you don't know what it may look like. Right. Right. Because because assertiveness and aggressiveness is a healthy thing in in a way that it's approached. It's not dominance or conquering. Those are misalignments. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, it's a it, the approach I'm talking about isn't just like being like anybody like taking control of the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Command is different. When you live in command, it's led by the heart first, and your mind follows. But what you're doing is knowing how to be in connection. And that's the key piece. And for all the couples I work with, when it, when it came to their relationship about be on the verge of falling apart, and this is marriage or just mm-hmm. you know, together, when it was about to fall apart, it's literally two adjustments about communication, command and surrender, and presence, and everything shifts. Where And then for some people, being able to do that actually revealed it isn't healthy for them to be together, right? And so either way, you want that Yeah, you find out. But the, mm-hmm. but the space of sticking it out in commitment, which is really important, and the fact and what, with what you guys have done, the invitation... Isn't just like, well, I did that and it didn't work. It's just like children, right? If you do one, if you say one thing to a child, there the the support is it stays consistent. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like for instance, if you let your child know, hey, it's okay, you can tell, talk to me about literally anything and I'm here with you. And the first time they do, you're with that, they'll go, okay, cool. But the next time they do, you judge what, they, what they're telling you. Then they're they're like, cool, I'm not safe to do that. And, right. then, and now you have to continue to establish the consistency right. it's consistent. of them feeling that. Right. So the same thing in relationship. If this is something you haven't done in a relationship before, then it's going to be the imitation of consistency. But you said, you said men are, the divine masculine is consistency. That's not divine feminine. No, fluid, fluidity is the feminine. Oh yeah, they're not Steadiness, consistent at all. Right, yeah, no, my yeah, wife's not exactly, consistent because, with shit. Because, it's, because right, so and, that, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's also yeah. why. That's also why. Now don't men, don't go over that. Right. Like, we need to go well, no, back. No, on that's that. actually important. So steadiness and fluidity, right? And that's actually where flow lives. So when we talk about being in a flow state, it's because you're tapping and steadiness. I hate on flow. <laughs> I motherfucker get on my nerves. That shit right? makes shit worse too. On <laughs> flow and lack but of the, consistency. Right, Tired so, of them motherfuckers. But what that what that means is though is is because feminine is in the emotional space and the sensuality of life to experience it in its richness and fullness. The masculine is the thing that keeps that moving into greater expression. So when if we're tuned into like divine masculine embodiment, that means we live on wanting to continually meet the edge of life. Like where else can we grow? Where else? Yeah, can I we understand do, right? that. I get that. So then, so, but but then in that, when we talk about the steadiness, what matters to men and to the masculine space, and this is what the feminine wants in masculine is is two things, right? That there's there's the steady devotion to something greater, which is. Um, and it's being true to your word, integrity. That's what for, the feminine. That's what the that's feminine what, wants, that's and that's what masculine want. respects. Right. So, like, okay. if, if you and I, if all of us are rocking, and I don't ever keep my word, right? You're gonna like respect me and consider me. Oh, no, I get less, that because right? I'm, I'm a man. Right. I need so you then, to tell so the, for, the feminine women, right. what the masculine want, because that's what we're trying to get across to our wives. Because right. I don't know how to express that. Maybe 100%. you can do a better job. I and mean, we have a lot of women who listen. Yeah. So if you so, could express so, yeah, what so the masculine is looking for, one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Because here's here's one of the here's one of the biggest misalignments in the feminine, and and then and we'll go into the, why this is, but we'll go into the feminine to the female, right? So when women or anyone feminine led thinks that talking shit to you is the best course of action to get you to change or to clean stuff up or tighten up, it's such a misconception, right? A little encouragement goes a long way, and mm. so and what that means is mm. the willingness to say. Mm. Listen, I'm here with you. I understand you're 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 going through some stuff, right? And mm. I can be with you in this. And this is so for all the women listening. It's so important that you hear this, right? You will never talk shit to someone and get the best out of them. That's true, right? That's what true. What you it is that that nurturing aspect of that's true of there's something greater in you, and I know you're going through something, and I'm here with you, and I support you, and we'll get through this. That. Masculine will take and right. The reason why the reason why I asked that though is because in all of these talks people doing about relationships, mm -hmm. all the accountability seems to be on men. Oh, men no. need to change this. Men need to do this. Right. Men need to do that. As if there's only one person in the relationship. 100%. And if you speak on what women need to do, they say, oh, I'm tired of hearing men tell women what they need to do. Because realistically, it has nothing to do with how you dress or what you do. 100%. Or yeah, what you all make. of that stuff is It's, is, it's all is about played. synergies and alignment. But that, yeah. what you talked about, when you speak empowerment into someone, 100%. especially for a man, helps. Like, that's, I mean, Zach's whole character on Sisters is the fact that Perfect right. example of that. Yeah, Karen right, right. didn't speak anything positive into him. Right. And Fatima did. Exactly. And that's like the whole... And the thing is, if you hear the arguments amongst yeah. the women, it's that shit don't matter because and they're like, no, it does matter. Exactly. All Fatima did was speak positively. And same thing with Aaron speaking mm -hmm. to Karen because Zach was toxic as hell. Right. So when. Yeah. Misaligned. I, I, he was, I, don't, he was have, I don't use the word toxic, but, I'll talk but about he was that, misaligned. Yeah. But I mean, rather than trying to find a way to, to interact with Karen, all he did was just throw back at her. Exactly. And he threw knives and, throw sp and spikes back at her. 100%. Whereas opposed to Aaron, who came in and was like, I'll receive all the negativity you're trying to give me, but I'm going to try to turn that stay in alignment 
and give you something different. Exactly. And I think that's what we're seeing. Exactly. Right. And that's, and so, and, yeah, and everything I do, like in creatorhood, and I get invited to women's circles to share mm -hmm. and like, and I'll break things down in a lot of different ways that even women haven't known as much. And it's not the idea of like a man telling anyone anything for me and my practice, the whole guidance is there's something more in everyone. And my invitation, my, the reason why I get called to work is to bring that forward in everyone. Cause to me, it's not just about having a healthy relationship. It's about evolving what it means to have a healthy relationship and what and like the people. standards of humanity. So when I when I share this stuff, it is everyone is responsible for themselves. Nobody gets a pass. Nobody. I like that. But before, before you know we I mean? keep going, because I know we got to take a break. We got <laughs> we got to get to listener letters. But before we get going, I want we have a couple letters I, I know I've read already that I know are really good. I want to hear both of these perspectives on this. But we got to pay some bills, so we'll be right back after we pay these bills, and we'll get to these listener letters. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. Kevin is singing. He's in his element. Mm -hmm. This is when we're in the, in the middle of takes, when we're on set, this is what Kevin is doing. He's he's therapizing everybody. I know that's not a word. I just made it up. But he's everybody's therapist on so set. Accurate. So he's therapizing everyone. All right? So what we've decided to do, because Trinity and I have been trying to give him examples of what we go through in our marriage. And Kevin's been over here, you know, very peaceful telling us, no, brother, no, no, brother. This is what you got to do, brother. So rather than doing the traditional listener letters, I'm going to let Trinity ask a question. And then you can answer the question. And then I know I don't got no advice for you because I'll be struggling too. I'm going to let you answer the question. Then I have a question and I'm okay. going to let you answer the question. So go ahead, Trinity. Okay, bet. Okay, so like what we were saying is um, one thing that me and my wife have started doing that we didn't do in the past is learning to respect each other's time of expression. You know, early on when we would have disagreements or arguments and we would come to one another and express how we were feeling and the thoughts we were having, we would... Well, two years ago, you did this, so how can you feel like this now or whatever? So that she was. would take back something that yes, happened to her. Yes, yes. When it was your time. Yes, yep. exactly. And so, what I've learned to start saying is, you know, hey, we've resolved that. You had your time. I gave you your time. I respected your time of expression, mm. and we got through it, which is why we are still here and still together today. Mm -hmm. So, what I need you to do is respect my time of expression when I'm letting you know my thoughts and my feelings Ooh. and not bring back something that we've already worked through to counteract what I'm telling you now. How did she receive that? She received it well, and it's something that we've been using, and it's made things go a whole lot smoother than they used to. You know, there were times initially where yeah. she would jump or revert back to her old ways of handling things. Well, this is how I felt two, five, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. But now that she's kind of, I don't know what the right word to use is, but she's she's kind of caught on to this way of doing she's things. She's she, she, she realized she's yeah. how much better things go when there is that respect for each other's time of expression. And so... Yep. That's something that's helped us out. And what, what people need to realize is marriage is constant change. It's constant growth. And the person you married one year ago, five years ago, 10 years, they are not the same as they were back then. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so there has to be a constant state of adaptability. You mm -hmm. have to be able to adapt with your partner's growth right. in order right. for things to stay on course. 100%. And so we start using different ways to resolve different issues. Yeah. Okay. And, and so why why do you think that is that whenever there's a situation where we're trying to express ourselves, we're not really looking to resolve the issue. We're looking to kind of counterpunch what you're saying. 100%. That's something yeah. your wife does too? Because whenever I express my feelings, I feel like my wife don't be listening to me. She just be staring at me till I'm done because she, in her mind, she'd be like, as soon as he's done, I'm going to say this. <laughs> right? Do you feel that's how I feel like exactly. happens in me? It's like she's not actively listening. Mm -hmm. She's waiting until I throw my punch <laughs> until she has a clear shot to knock my ass out. Exactly. It's like yeah. she's she's biting her lip and she's got that fist back and she's like, as soon as he misses, it's lights right. out. So is that like is that part like what that's, is is that part a, of the feminine or that's a, so that's or? yeah, that's a really important pattern to acknowledge and shift through. So 
whenever whenever someone there's a thing that drives everybody in, in the human experience right i call it the two generating appeals of operation but to just be super specific there's two things that everyone wants to feel and if you're living from a healthy centered place you'll all you always feel them automatically mm -hmm. and your approach to life is far different when you don't feel these two things mm -hmm. everything in your life is dedicated to wanting to get them and it's never the actual real thing and that's where and so what, what this is, is, is safety and significance, right? Okay. Safety and significance. This drives everything. So they're the two generating appeals. They generate what appeals to how we approach our lives. So if I don't feel safe and significant within my being, all I'm interested in, my priority of focus, comfort and validation. Comfort and validation, comfort and validation. When I feel safe and significant, what I'm, I'm, what I'm after, that. growth and liberation. All I want to do is meet more of myself, expand into more life has to offer, and be that fully expressed. That makes sense. So then when you're not feeling safe and significant, that means that there's certain experiences you have where if you don't know how to identify your emotion and process it, you don't feel your actual state of power and you feel powerless. And that's what happens in arguments. In, in arguments, nobody's ever telling the truth in an argument. You mm -hmm. just wanna win. You just wanna feel more powerful again. Or if you feel like someone has command of the space and you want command because you don't feel mm -hmm. wrong, and that's, and that's what happens in the battle because people start wanting to be right rather than stay in connection. Mm -hmm. And so in, in what Trinity expressed, what was really dope in your expression is Trinity's example actually goes to the command surrender relationship of masculine and feminine, right? Mm -hmm. And command and surrender is not the same as control and submission. Command, command means that you are centered with energy and you know how to direct it purposefully. Surrender means you allow the energy to flow as it is. Surrender represents the feminine aspect. Command represents the masculine. Oh, you know you're going to hear right. some beef with that. Right. Cause well, so surrender because surrender sounds like submit. Right. And I so ain't submitting to right. nobody. So here's the, so here's the, I got to hear that shit all the time. Right. So here's the difference. I ain't difference. submitting to nobody. Right. So here's the difference. Control and submission. Control is I don't feel safe and significant, so I want to make things the way I want them to be. So hopefully, maybe I'll feel like I have a grasp of my life. But okay. It's a misalignment because you won't. It's not how that works. No one ever controls anything. And that happens in masculine and feminine. One hundred percent. Control happens in both. One hundred percent. And right. that's and that's that's the battle of the argument. Someone wants control. What happens though is if you don't get control and that's not working right, which is that validation sense, you start going into submission. But submission, which is different than surrender, is now you acquiesce. Right. Whatever. I didn't want to deal with it anyway. Or find whatever you want, or any any form of shutting off <laughs> Shit, that's that me. submission, right? At that so point. that's and that's control and submission. So what happens is when you're in command and surrender, right? And they're not separate. Like you, 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 the only way to be in surrender is to be in command, and the only way to be in command is being in surrender. So what that means is you're not looking to control anything. You are in command of the energy that is you, what you do with your attention, where you direct your choices and actions, and you allow things to unfold as necessary to receive information to make more moves. So, but the only way this works with a couple is if both people are constantly trying to be in a state of command so they can openly hear, right? Well, yeah, well, not just the command, they're, they're, you, that you are constantly willing to meet each other in the principle of command surrender because there's going to be time for you, well, you to, have do to, both. to do both. Right, right. But, you, but, but again, the, sur surrender is not happening without command. If you're surrendering Absolutely. without command, I you're in submission. I get that. Right? So like for, for what Trinity expressed, his ability to say, "Listen, you, th this is my time to share." That's command. That's command, right? He's not, he's not, right. he's not downplaying her. He's not putting right. her down. He's not being right. like, "You don't ever listen to me," right? That's all bullshit. Right? He's saying, "This is my time to express my feelings." That is, mm -hmm. I'm here, like I'm here, right? And then she goes, "Oh, now, now there's a new space of awareness," and so then she surrenders to that space and goes. Exactly. Thank you for that. Okay. Share. To be clear, right. surrender is not submission. Correct. Because you know people because, will attack you for that. 
Right. If, if they want to, but, but that's usually because they submit more than they command their lives. <laughs> Shots. 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 But we'll you get to this. We'll no. work on that. We'll work. That's why we're here. Come holler at me. I'll, I'll take you on a journey. You don't, you so, don't want to holler with black Twitter. Right. Yeah. Black Twitter will destroy your life. Uh, so great. So, but what's dope about it is, is because what happens with command and surrender is it's in consideration of everything. And that's what actually authenticity is. Authenticity is I'm going to be in this honest expression while being considerate of you and your feelings because we're in this together. Honesty is just, this is how I feel right now. But, and so you have to have honesty in authenticity, but authenticity is far greater. So when you're living mm-hmm. in authenticity, you choose connection over being right. So in, in Trinity's case, what he expressed was, I, in this moment, like underneath that statement, because he's not attacking her, mm-hmm. he's saying right now, I want to be in connection with you. And it's important that you hear what I'm saying. And that's why it's working. And for that's that. why it works. Exactly. Because then she'll receive that in a feeling state mm-hmm. and go, I understand that. Why? Because she wants the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right, but if you're not used to doing that, you're gonna go to whatever your initial reaction is. So if the initial reaction was, I'll bring up this thing in the past because in feminine states of if I feel this, every memory linked to this feeling, I'm gonna reach Come for back. because I want to feel more powerful. That's the argument space, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to just win a, win the situation, which is also why if you get caught up in that as a, as a man, you will lose or um, masculine led because this also applies to same sex relationships. But the masculine led, you'll lose that every time, mm-hmm. right? Because the feminine space, all it wants is to feel differently, but what happens is if that feeling gets met, so if Trinity's like, listen, this is, I'm with you and this is my chance, this is my opportunity to express my feelings and it's important that you hear me, She'll her system will ease mm-hmm. and go, okay, he's with me and he's actually opening his heart and he wants to be met, which is different than, why don't you just shut up and listen to me? So that changes the whole dynamic whole of the whole dynamic conversation. Changes. Right, and if you do that Completely. enough, that becomes the standard of the relationship. Yes. That if you goes don't to, do that enough, it doesn't meet the standard, and then you're going to be back and forth all the time. See, that that goes to what... I, well, I had another listener letter ready that the person wanted to remain anonymous, but he was talking about how he grew up differently communicating with his siblings and his parents mm-hmm. than his significant other. Right. And because they grew up completely communicating completely differently, when they tried to have conversations, it was like oil and water. And I mean, Kadeen and I were very, very similar because Kadeen growing up... Her household didn't communicate well. Everybody swept stuff under the rug and they were quiet and they just let things harbor. Mm. In my household, we had family caucuses where my Legit. my family came, my parents came down and said, you can express how you feel. Now, once I expressed how I feel and if it ever went against what my parents thought, I was considered the wild child. So it wasn't really a family caucus. <laughs> it, was, it was a dictatorship. It was a dictatorship disguised as a caucus where they just 100%. wanted to tell me exactly what they wanted me to do. Right. But because we even had those, I always like to approach things head on. So when mm-hmm. we have a conversation, I'm like, Kaneen, let's talk about this. And in her mind, she's just like, I feel attacked. Right. So, you know, so listening to you talk about that, Giving her her time to say, let's only discuss what's bothering you and giving her her space will help with alignment because now I'm surrendering to what she feels and now right. she will be able to express how she feels in totality and this time is only dedicated to her with hopes that when it's my turn, right. it can be reciprocated. Not with hopes, with the absolute standard that it will be reciprocated. It will have to be for you, for both of you because, because it's not like life, especially physical reality, isn't about fairness, right? First and foremost. It's about awareness and choice. Mm. So when you are more aware, what do you do with that information? So in Trinity's case, where he expressed that, his wife is now more aware of what he's expressing. Mm. And, and then her choice is to meet that. 
Why? Because she cares about the relationship. She cares about their connection. She cares mm-hmm. about the dynamic and their family. And if you know and your wife, she's going to care wife, about she's the same. Care about Absolutely. Because if you have Absolutely. a wife that doesn't care about that, that relationship is over. Right. Then why is that? Right. Your wife? Yeah, that like that's that's done. See, that's so, a big. That's an even bigger statement. Right. If you're dealing with someone who you know is not concerned with being of service to you. Mm-hmm. Then there's no reason to even be exactly, with that and person. then you'd have to check in with why you chose that, that as your person. partner. Absolutely, and that's another thing to deal with. Right? So, so then in this case, when it, when it's two different, because because this is the case for everyone, right? Like everyone's brought up and they condition themselves. They have patterns, ways they communicate, is the way they're family based, and that's and now you're meeting people, and sometimes it's similar, sometimes it's different. The space where everyone meets is if you're willing to choose two things: connection, mm-hmm. right? I want to be in connection with you as we communicate, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily have to say that; you can show that. And then the other part is always being in curiosity and wonderment. And that's what you talk about where everyone is constantly growing and evolving. Whether you're in a, in a marriage or not, you're going to keep growing and evolving. The thing to remember in a marriage is that is still happening because you're two sovereign beings. And that has to be an important aspect that's, that's Hold honored. Hold on. I'm going to let you finish because we got our moment of truth. Okay. So I don't want you to finish because that sounds like a moment of truth. You actually just gave me my moment of truth. So I'm, let me just let me get this out. If you'd like to be featured, because that was a very uh, unconventional listener letter, but I appreciate I appreciate your experience, your perspective. I appreciate yours. Sure. And if you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. So gentlemen, now, now is the moment of truth, right? And in a moment of truth, we kind of pull it all together. Mm-hmm. Today, we were talking about men feeling like they're Superman. And trying to find an outlet or find a way to communicate better with their significant other so that they don't implode or explode. Right. Right. Um, I got a lot of nuggets and gems today listening to both of you. And I know what my moment of truth is. I would like y'all to go first. But if y'all want me to go first, I'll go first. I'd love to hear what you got. But So <laughs> my, my moment of truth is this. And you re- literally just said it. As a man, when you choose to be married, that's a choice you make. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. You also have to take ownership of who, who you chose to be married to. 100%. And if you co- find yourself in a constant state of disagreement, um, a, a state of depression, a state of not being aware of where you are because that person just doesn't seem to be as willing to serve as much as you are, you have to then ask yourself, why did I choose this person yep. to get married to? Yep. If you constantly feel taken for granted, if you constantly feel like you're forgotten, you can't always blame the person. You have to start to look within. Look at yourself and say, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Why did I choose to be here? And that's my moment of truth. Um, as a guy who, who claims to be Superman at times, I'm going to take accountability of this. Yep. I'm not going to look at my wife and say, why do you make me feel like this? Yes. I'm going to look at myself and say, why do I feel yep. this way? And it goes back to the choices I've made. Did I make a choice? Because you cho- you're not married yet. And that's a mm-hmm. choice you made. 100%. Right? And you found peace in that. Did I make the right choice to be married? And if I made the right choice to be married, did I choose the right person to get married to? And I do feel good about that. Like, I, I love being married. I enjoy being married. These moments we have are far and few in between, but they still happen. Mm-hmm. And I want other men to know that when you feel this way, you're not alone. 100%. And it's not something that's going to last forever if you learn how to deal with it. So yes. that's my moment of truth. So Beautiful. For me, my moment of truth, um, sticking with the whole Superman theme and being married and being married for for so long is just the realization that I don't have to be Superman. I married the right woman for me. Mm -hmm. And things aren't going to be perfect 
And that's a realization that a lot of people don't, they don't understand. They, they feel like, okay, I married this person. They should be perfect to me. Everything should go smoothly, smoothly. And if you have that perspective that, okay, now this person has to be perfect, then that relationship or marriage or what have you is doomed from the start because Absolutely. that's an expectation that nobody can meet. Yeah. But just because things aren't perfect don't mean they aren't great. And so for me, realizing that I don't have to be Superman, that I married a woman who allows me to realize that, mm -hmm. that, okay, if I'm not Superman, I'm going to be fine because of the partner I chose to walk through life with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so just to revert back to, like I said, it's, it's a lifetime commitment of trying. It's trying, not always succeeding because you're going to try things that aren't going to work. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, you go through these trials and you'll get to a point over however many years that, okay, this works. Okay, that didn't work. This works. And that eliminates a lot of the things and a lot of issues and problems you had earlier on in the marriage. And so that's my moment of truth. You know, the, you the person you Superman. choose, you don't have to be yeah. Superman. If you got the right woman, there's that's no true. need. Yeah, That's and true. I love, and I, and I would even go as far as say, instead of trying, you're actually doing, and you're using the information of the results of your of what you're doing. Right, right. Better, you know right. I mean? Like you're not even trying to think; you're literally doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's I just want to make sure that's honored. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because yes, you yeah. ain't trying. That's a real thing. That, and so, and I love what you said because, and this could also be part of my moment, moment of truth, and and something else I'll share on top of it is it's always going to be about resilience, not perfection. Right, the structure of existence is perfect. All of that is handled on how things operate, but this game for us is. We're constantly meeting new edges of ourselves. We're constantly mm -hmm. growing into more. We're constantly discovering more of what it means to be, um, to be a man, to be a woman, to be creative, to be um, healthy, to be all these things. And there's so much more to expand into. So along the way, we'll make decisions. You'll get different results. There'll be plot twists. There'll be adversity. Mm -hmm. But the whole point is that you continue to step forward and meet yourself. Right. And so if you have a conversation and you don't, you say something different than what you actually wanted to say, it's the opportunity with that awareness to be resilient enough to go, so let me make this adjustment. Ah, that's, that's very true. You know what I mean? And that's, that's always the game. It's, it's with the information I receive, do I compound my choices because it is actually getting the results I'm looking for, or do I make adjustments so we keep looking where the synergy is, where the harmony is, where the health is, where the optimization is. And that space for us, and this is for men and women, it's important what I've seen, the same things that make all relationships work, um, communication, the ability to honor everyone's sovereignty, and, be, yeah. and having a shared resonance. The moment a shared resonance changes, meaning that you're no longer on the same page or the, your direction of life is changing, mm. so does the relationship dynamic. But even as you grow, the shared resonance can always remain. And that, that is what I've seen as a really important key um, to amazing relationships because everyone's at some point everyone has to own themselves fully if it's absolutely gonna, if it's yeah. at some point everyone has to be yeah. considerate of the other person because if you're if you're in a relationship and you're only thinking about yourself why are you there right you're choosing to be in a dynamic with someone to be considerate of them and that's absolutely. also the invitation but that what that means though is you said and you said it perfectly no one ever makes us feel anything we right. choose how we feel in relation to how we're perceiving something. Absolutely. And so our ability to own that and go listen I feel like this and I want to I want to have this moment to talk to you about it. And owning that, the space gets created for that to be received. And if you're with a partner that actually wants to own themselves and yes. see this relationship thrive, they'll meet that. If they don't want to meet that, it's now a different conversation. That, see, that, but that's important you know for I mean? people to realize. Yeah. Accountability is important. But if you it realize is. your partner never wants to be accountable, that's a different conversation. Why are we even together exactly. if you're not even trying to be accountable for the things that you can change? If it's always me 
all the time, we need to have a different conversation. Yeah. So I agree. But fellas, and I am. Um, one, one more thing. I know, yeah. I know we're short on time. Yeah. One more thing, moment of truth, and this is for, for men specifically. You must have an outlet of support that is not you escaping. So friends, brother, brotherhood, whatever you got to do right. to find a space that you can actually express yourself and be held and supported and guided in a healthy way, find it. Like open yourself up to it. It's out there. If you want to hit Deval, hit me up, you know, like whatever yeah. you want to get, there's, there's, there's avenues and support systems and it, it, it is no longer, it's now fully aware that suppressing your emotions and running from them isn't the answer. It's not healthy and it's going to lead to all kinds of distortions Absolutely. in your life. So it's important to now like drop the guard and find a space where you can feel safe enough to be vulnerable and share. Um, that would be something else I wanted to make sure this gets. Nah, Kev, I appreciate you, Trini. I appreciate you. Before we leave, make sure you tell everybody where they can find you, what's your social media handles, websites, all that. Um, Trinity Whiteside, Instagram, Trinity underscore Whiteside, Twitter, at He-Man underscore 82, and Trinity Whiteside on Facebook as well. Appreciate you, bro. Um, So, Kevin Walton, I'm at Source Radiance on Instagram, Source Radiance on YouTube, Source Radiance on Twitter. Um, this nigga name is Source Radiant. <laughs> you know what type yeah. of alignment you have to have in your life to be a black man named Source Radiance hey. on social media? I rock Come with on it. Now. I rock Come with it. And every time I see you, you be smiling. In yeah. part because you're not married, but <laughs> I'm going to just let that rock, though. And you, you, you be deflecting on when that. You, but when I'm you walk in the secrets of the universe, you know, you <laughs> I just got to. Yeah, I, I feel the complete opposite. Look, if my wife is listening or watching, I didn't mean. <laughs> Anything I was just Bro, this supposed was, to be our brotherhood. This was, supposed to be the brother circle. I, I was performing. If you need anything to eat or if you need me to bring something <laughs> home, see, just text see, me. See, brother, he already bailed on us. Brother, <laughs> he bailed on us. This is messed up. This is all right, though. I'll stand on it's this rock game. by myself. It's cold out here. It's cold. Right? That's why I'm the only one drinking. See, they got water, but I got some Hennessy in here. <laughs> but check this out. You can be sure to find us on social media at oh, Deadass the Podcast. Kadeen I am. Y'all know her. That's my beautiful wife. And I am DeVal. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And you know what, people? We out. Deadass. Peace. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.